0: Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and
1: Terry Kennedy. And hello, seekers, welcome, mystics, and good day to all of you, keepers of the flame, both present and future. Thank you for joining us today on The Open Door, the online voice of the Summer Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within, in fact, we to awaken to the reality that you are that light. I'm Tom Schumacher.
2: And I'm Terry Kennedy.
1: And today, we are sharing with you Part 4 in our five-part series on how to become an Ascended Master. And to help us today, we have recruited our friend and spiritual director, Reverend David Dry. Tom and Terry, thank you for having me back. It's always great to have you here. Thank you. You know, for this series on Becoming an Ascended Master, we've been using the seven habits of highly effective people as formulated by Stephen Covey and seen through the lens of the Ascended Master's teachings. These habits parallel the Master's teachings quite nicely, as Elizabeth Elizabeth Clare Prophet has pointed out in the lecture excerpts we've been sharing with you throughout this series. Today, we're going to be busy covering effective habits four, five, and six with lecture excerpts on each one that you won't want to miss. So, let's begin with this question. Why should we be interested at all in knowing how to become an Ascended Master? Well, Tom, <laughs>
3: that's a very deep question and and I'd like to just share some thoughts about that. You know, I, I think the key to all of this, if we go back to really the beginning and the principles that you both have shared, you know, on the show, you have to come back to the question, who are we, who am I, yeah. why am I here, what is my purpose in life, and, in all of the in all of my travels throughout the world and meeting folks of all different faiths and religions trying to answer that question you know what is my mission what am i supposed to achieve the masters have given us that answer have given us that understanding if you can come to the place in your own life and recognize this concept of who you are made in the image and likeness of god what is the what is the goal for you how do we follow through with that how do we become that recognize what Jesus tried to do, what Gautama tried to do, and other key mystics. If you can come to that place of acceptance, then there's no limit in your life of where you can go on this path. There's no limit on how you can achieve that. And there are many types of things in this world that are available to support you on that journey. This being one of, you know, the the seven habits being one of those things that can really change your outlook and your perspective on how you navigate through this world.
1: Yeah, well, let me lay this out. And for those of you who have been with us for any length of time, know full well that we talk about what we call the four essential questions. And you just uh, talked about one of them. And if we were to formulate this as a challenge, or a problem, if you will, or a desire, we might say in general that we feel disconnected, that we struggle to know sometimes you know, who we are, why we're here, where we're going and how to get there. And the cause in part is that we've lost touch with God. I'm talking now societally and globally, both inner and outer, and that it makes our soul's upward journey uh, often confusing and even contradictory because it's hard to discern what's true, you know, from all the choices that we have presented to us. So maybe the solution, simplistic though it may be, is to put God back in the equation, or literally to find God and connect the dots um, and find the unifying truths among all the world's great religions and spiritual disciplines, which is what the teachings of these Ascended Masters do. You know, theirs is a path that um, reveals the proper understanding of all spiritual truths from all sources and reconnects us with the heart of God by teaching us, again, who we are, why we're here, where we're going and how do we get there I know it's a mouthful but what I try to do there is basically that encapsulates the mission of this program in my mind
2: and you know uh, know what comes to my mind is becoming an ascended master is like the flip side of the pancake of becoming a very successful neophyte (laughs) you know now think about it for a moment and that's what most people on the planet are Uh, they're not seeking the mastery necessarily they just want to be really good at what they do and they want to gather in all the all the rewards for being good like that, but what this does is this tells you that because you've got God in you, you can master something and you can
3: ascend and and be out of here.
1: Well, as we all we say it so often, you know, the purpose of life is the ascension,
3: right? Well, one of the things that we have to remember from the Ascended Masters is that, you know, we all have this opportunity to get better at what we do, you yes. know. And so, for example, if you go back to the ultimate example, you know, which was the life of Christ in many people's minds, you know, he said, the works that I do, ye shall do also in greater works than these shall ye do. Amen. And so what you need to get there is, first of all, believe that you can get there. That's the beginning part of it. Recognize what your opportunity is. But then begin to assemble the tools for the toolbox. You know, I think I've mentioned this before, <laughs> and especially, you know, ma- mastery mastery on the path is really. It's not so much about what happens to you in your life, but how you process it, how you handle that, and how you contribute to whatever it might be. Stephen Covey and others, of course, have have come. You know, have brought these kinds of of um, tools to the workplace, to organizations, mm-hmm. whether they happen to be religious or for profit or whatever the case might be. To give you a way to actually come up to a higher principle and a higher value, Mm -hmm. I think all of us really appreciate and understand values and living a life with, with, you know, godly standards, godly principles. And the world is full of wonderful examples of people that do that. And I think the key for me, you know, when I think about what can we possibly do to encourage those of you who are out there listening, it really comes down to a simple aspect of beginning the process of learning, of studying of understanding and then make the effort. Yeah. Because when we talk about the people that we know and we've (laughs) met in our life, the prophets and so forth, um, we recognize that what the example is that we've tried to follow is the effort and the energy of doing this. You know, um, Mark Prophet said once upon a time, you know, what's the difference between a rut and a grave? depth. (laughs) And so, you know, there are people today who are stuck in a rut and organizations get stuck in a rut. And so, I I, I love the simple principles that we have here with the seven habits that, you know, from our perspective, you know, from the Ascended Masters perspective and the teachings, you know, through the Summit Lighthouse can really make a difference for you, really make a difference for you to start somewhere in changing how you manage and how you function and how you operate yeah. you know, in your
1: life. Well, I think that the, the the key concept there is it's principle-centered. You said it a moment ago. And whether it's in a business environment where it's principle-centered leadership, even yourself, I mean, we, we, we all lead ourselves to some extent, but you said it, you know, effort, it's choice, it's making a decision to do one thing or the other, not to be lukewarm in the middle and do nothing. You know, that. what did Jesus say? You know, if you're lukewarm, I have no use for you. You're either hot or you're cold. And we're talking about people who are probably feeling some degree of heat in this search because they know that the time that it's taken them to get to this opportunity has been thousands of lifetimes, maybe a million years. Who knows? Here you are again, folks. Opportunity is knocking. (laughs) You know,
3: we realize, too, and I know you've talked about this on your show about, you know, the, the Pisces to Aquarius you know, the opportunities for souls and so forth. I think one of the things that that really struck me early on in my, my experience in the, in the with the Summit Lighthouse, you know, Mrs. Prophet always talked about getting trained professionally to work on how do you improve your own, you know, skills, become a professional disciple, become a professional chila, become a professional, whatever it is you yeah. might be, you know, that you need to do. And of course, she she did the same thing with her own training. She always loved bringing in people who are very experts in their fields because she continued to learn. And I, I think... One of the things that I've, I've really appreciated in my last six years, you know, working as a spiritual director of our community is putting in the effort and the time to understand and learn why these things are important. You know, what are the tools that we can continue to use and apply? Because if, you, if you're if you not going forward, if you're not accelerating, if you're not improving on the path, are you digging your grave? Are, is your rut becoming deeper? And I don't need to give you any examples. You know, no. we can all see this in the world today, you know, through, through, through the media and so forth you know, and through social media, you know, who's really succeeding and who isn't. The other thing which I think is really important is getting to this feeling aspect, which, you know, um, we're going through some of this here in our own organization right now in terms of adapting and adjusting to some some new possibilities <clears throat> and how we can get better as a community, how we sure. get better as a staff. And one of the things that I love uh, most about this is the concept of divine feeling, getting to this place where you actually can feel and experience God, feel and experience the difference between Knowing you're on the right path, knowing you're making a difference for yourself, knowing you're making improvements that are important versus, you know, the whole aspect of human feeling, codependency, and all of that. And, you know, that's a whole nother – that'll be a whole other show, I'm sure. But, <laughs> well, but I, I love that, though. I love yeah. that when I think about, you know, why this can make a difference, why it's important that we apply ourselves, why it's important to take the risk – to learn these things to evaluate yourself evaluate where you are so you can have some sense of co-measurement where you're at
1: well and you know this this is a truism but uh, you have to practice you know great performances don't so just happen <laughs> and, and one of the things that. that you know we have to discuss many times from many angles is that we're trying to flip victimhood into victory and it's a simple equation it's that you know it's another pancake cherry on, t- on your stack <laughs> you <know? laughs> right That's but right. I mean I think when we speak to this <laughs> process we're in we are becoming victors. We are overcoming. This is self mastery at the highest level, and it is a day to day to day process. You don't jump all at once. You know, sometimes you leap, sometimes you creep, and we're just moving. I mean, I think that part of the effort that you speak of, David, has to do with simply continuing to build and sustain momentum, even if it doesn't seem like we're making much progress. In the end, the progress is cumulative.
3: I think that's really important. Remember, Tom, you know, this is a lifetime path. I think I've yeah. said this before. You know, we don't just all of a sudden, because we found the teaching that we're, you know, we're yeah. we're there. You know, it's, this is not about a, a philosophy or a theology that says you simply know about the brotherhood and the brotherhood will save you. No, this is a no. story and understanding about how you as a soul can undo the things that you've done, you can balance that karma, you can transmute those energies, and you can begin to find a way to create, recreate yourself in the image of God. We understand these principles. I think there are many things in the world today where many people have tuned into some of these principles and concepts. They've codified them in, in ways and means, for example, mm-hmm. like the seven habits. And there are others, of course, that are great examples. And these are the things that are proven to help you know, improve your life and make changes, including within your company and your business. You, you know uh, what occurs to me
2: is that you you need, if you, if you're listening to this program, first of all, there's no accident, okay. <laughs> um, second of all, uh, you need to be willing to stand up and maybe exit yourself from whatever group or whatever, uh, whatever it is you're you're you know the. You're I don't know whether in, where, what's
1: you, where you give your allegiance, yeah, or where you,
2: you're stuck. Perhaps there's that you feel stuck. Yeah, and, and before the show started, uh, David, you were saying it's it's important to understand that there are people on this planet that are not the least bit interested in oh, these teachings. They want no part of this, and they want no part of it, <laughs> and and vehemently so sometimes. And so, anyway, maybe we can explore that a little bit. I know we're coming up to the end of this segment. But, well, that's uh, okay.
1: You know, there's one point about this. That I think we, we 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 always try to bring this into the equation. That is that this is a joyful path. Yeah. That it may be challenging at times. We often joke about that at the end of every show, though the upward path may be difficult. Well, yeah, it is difficult at times. But when you know what you're doing, where you're going, it's joyful because you are expanding your awareness you're coming into your own. Your inheritance is being displayed in your life day by day. And that's a joyful experience. Yeah,
2: and you're standing up and saying, you know what, folks? Uh, I think that I've got God in me, and I'm yeah. going to do something about it. Yeah. And so, you know, you separate yourself out from a lot of people if you make that statement.
3: Well, one of the things we realize, too, is that this message actually, you know, as we we talk about the I am that I am, we talk about the ascended hosts, the soul memory that's there, the memory that's actually in the unconscious and the subconscious that's what we're reaching for that's what we're trying to, to contact and so we realize here you know in our community and, and and through the radio show and so forth that this is who we're really trying to reach and, yeah. and you know I, I, we have we perfectly honor and respect people where they're at in this world today but in in truth we really are trying to find the remnant of the 144,000 we're trying to find the light bearers who really and truly want to understand this and we see it you know coming to the surface all throughout our culture today that people are seeking and they are looking and they want to understand the true, you know, the true nature yep. of who they are, where they came from, and what is their purpose.
1: Indeed. Yeah. Well, as we come up now on our first break, let's kind of just kind of summarize for a moment. The first three habits that we've covered in parts one, two, and three are be proactive. You know, don't wait, initiate. Uh, number two was begin with the end in mind. Visualize where you're going so you know what the target is. So you aim at nothing. You hit it every time. Number three was put first things first pretty obvious but nonetheless a great practice now in our upcoming segment we'll be covering habit number four which is win-win we've heard that before mm-hmm. right but we're going to go a little deeper this time so we're going to go take that break right now and stay with us we'll be back with win-win don't go away
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal
4: is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self.
5: For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads.
0: This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio
1: at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you very much for staying with us. On The Open Door today, we are discussing the seven habits of highly effective people as seen through the lens of the Ascended Master's teachings. And today is part four in our series. It's a five-part series altogether. And today we're going to be um, busy. We're covering Habits 4, 5, and 6. Now, the fourth habit, win-win. And we know that that's a frame of mind and heart that constantly seeks mutual benefit. And in all human interactions, by the way, not just some. And with this habit, we see life as cooperative, not competitive. Here's more.
6: Now we come to habit four. Habit four is win win. Principles of interpersonal leadership are the foundation of this habit. Covey writes win win is a frame of mind and heart that constantly seeks mutual benefit in all human interactions. With a win win solution, all parties feel good about the decision and feel committed to the action plan. Win-win sees life as a cooperative, not a competitive arena. It's based on the paradigm that there is plenty for everybody, that one person's success is not achieved at the expense or exclusion of the success of others. Win-win is a belief in a better way, a higher way. Covey says that win-win starts with character and high trust relationships, followed by agreements that clarify expectations as well as accomplishment. Listen to this. This is something that keepers of the flame tend to ignore. High trust relationships followed by agreements in writing that clarify expectations. How many times do we find that keepers of the flame get into legal battles with one another because they didn't put in writing what their agreement was? They didn't follow the all-important rule to hire an attorney. Put down on paper what you're agreeing to. Sign on the dotted line. Then there's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's written correctly. And when it comes to a disagreement or a misunderstanding, there it is in writing. And you're not out suing each other. Why do people do this? Well, we're all keepers of the flame. Shouldn't we trust each other? What has trust got to do with doing things right? It's got everything to do with doing things right. You do things right. And you just don't assume that this is some kind of an etheric brotherhood where everybody is wonderful and perfect, and no one will be unkind or dishonest or come in and test you to see whether or not you discern the spirits and know that this person is out to get your money. You need to be careful and follow the principle that Mark Prophet taught us. Trust no man. Trust God. And then you will always take the proper precautions and follow the right business procedures. The win-win system thrives in supportive systems and is achieved through a process of principled negotiation. He offers a four-step process to arrive at win-win solutions. One, see the problem from the other point of view. Does it take us all our life and lifetimes to do this? Sometimes it's the very last thing we learn. See the problem from the other point of view. Really seek to understand and to give expression to the needs and concerns of the other party as well as, or better than, they can themselves. 2. Identify the key issues and concerns, not the positions, but the concerns that are involved. 3. Determine what results would constitute a fully acceptable solution. 4. Identify possible new options to achieve those results. Win-win can only survive in an organization when the systems support it. Covey gives the following example. This is very interesting. He says, I worked for several years with a very large real estate organization in the Middle West. My first experience with this organization was at a large sales rally where over 800 sales associates gathered for the annual reward program. It was a psych-up cheerleading session, complete with high school bands and a great deal of frenzied screaming. Out of the 800 people there, around 40 received awards for top performance, such as most sales, greatest volume, highest earned commissions, and most listings. There was a lot of hoopla, excitement, cheering applause around the presentation of these awards. There was no doubt that those 40 people had won, But there was also the underlying awareness that 760 people had lost. We immediately began educational and organizational development work to align the systems and structures of the organization toward the win-win paradigm. We involved people at the grassroots level to develop the kinds of systems that would motivate them we also encouraged them to cooperate and synergize with each other so that as many as possible could achieve the desired results of their individually tailored performance agreements. Individually tailored performance agreements. At the next rally, one year later, there were over 1,000 sales associates present, and about 800 of them received awards. There were a few individual winners based on comparisons, but the program primarily focused on people achieving self-selected performance objectives and on groups achieving team objectives. What is a self-selected performance objective? It is you. You rate yourself. You determine your strength levels, your ability levels, what you know how to do, what you can do, but most importantly, what you will to do. What you say, yes, I will do this, and I will do it well, and I will carry it through from the 12 o'clock line all the way around to the physical precipitation back again on that 12 o'clock line. So your willingness has a lot to do with it. Don't bite off more than you can chew. If you've never done things before, then give yourself an assignment that's hard enough to tax you and pull out your creativity but not so hard that you will get discouraged and simply give up and say in the middle of the whole project I can't do this somebody else is going to have to do it so knowing yourself is a big part of being able to fulfill these seven habits and so in the second year there was no need to bring in the high school bands to artificially contrive the fanfare, the cheerleading, and the psych up. There was tremendous natural interest and excitement because people could share in each other's happiness. And teams of sales associates could experience rewards together, including a vacation trip for the entire office. The remarkable thing was that almost all of the 800 people who received the awards that year had produced as much per person in terms of volume and profit as the previous year's 40. The spirit of win-win had released enormous human energy and talent. The resulting synergy was astounding to almost everyone involved. The win-win spirit is planning what to do so that in what you do, everybody who's a part of it wins. Everybody wins, nobody loses. We don't have to take from someone in order to do good things for others.
1: How true is that? That was fantastic. (laughs) My gosh, a lot of takeaways from that uh, segment. You know, I noticed you were writing down some notes, and I was too, on the self-selected objectives. You know, that's kind of the ultimate accountability. You make an agreement with yourself. You've got nobody to blame if you don't follow through, but you also don't want to set the bar too high so you can achieve it. So you've got to find that that reasonable middle way, the very buddhic. I think the
3: thing that that, that is so astounding about this section for Win-Win you know, you have to be able to uh, be open, first of all, to take new steps, to be willing to yeah. learn new things. I made a notation here at the very beginning of this process, you know, to s- see the problem from the other point of view. And what that wh- what requires you to be able to do that is you have to learn how to listen and not talk. And you'd be amazed, you know, I, I, I've shared this story, I think, where, you know, if, if you just give people a chance to share what their burdens are, What are some of the challenges that they're going through, whether it happens to be an employee or whatever the case might be? You're going to learn an awful lot. And that art of not (laughs) speaking but listening is probably the greatest revelation to the secret to actually getting to this place where instead of being defensive you can actually become much more open it's like a revelation when you go through this process and, and you know you
2: can't you can't fake that either because no. it, sh- it shows in the eyes of the person that's not really listening even though they're not saying anything that yeah. they're thinking about the next thing they want to say
1: exactly and it is probably no surprise that our next segment is seek first to understand rather than to be understood you know that's listening that's the grace that we give people to Close our mouths and open our ears, you know, so we will get to that in just a few. Well, moments. I found that
2: when I was entertaining in the nightclub circuit that I, I learned so much when I was just when I would just ask people about themselves
1: <laughs>
3: and you get people talking about themselves and all of a sudden it's a whole new world. Well, some people like are—they're they're actually people are afraid to let go and just to listen because somehow they might feel that their, you know, their personality or their opinions are going to be somehow neglected in some fashion. But I've learned it's exactly the opposite. You know, my wife shared with me this amazing story about a client she interviewed. She's an astrologer, and you know, she said nothing for the first fifty-five minutes of the sixty-minute, uh, you know, update. And in the end, this person said that was the best, best
1: <laughs> consultation I ever received. And I thought. We should all remember that. Yeah, you know, very much so. <laughs> she was listening. Well, you know, we're, we're coming on a break already again. But, you know, a couple of the points in there I think we're summarizing in the win-win situation. And one of them was come out very clearly is know yourself. And the other is, uh, I think it was Mark Prophet said, you know, trust no man, trust God, and remember that there's always more than enough good to go around.
3: I think the other thing too is it's not <laughs> yeah. so much what people say; it's what they do. Yeah, it's a it's an important tool for your toolbox, and I think it's a it's a great point of co measurement for yourself as you're evaluating how are you doing, mm-hmm. what are you doing, what's your effort, what are you you know deciding to change and then change.
1: Indeed. Well, speaking of change, the the, the St. Francis um, prayer. We're going to get into a little bit of that in just a moment. When we come back from our break, we'll talk about the power of understanding rather than being understood. Back in a moment. Stay with us.
0: Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
7: access lesson one right now completely free no login required simply go to tsl.org keepers and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical ascended master teachings lessons are printed or available online for anytime anywhere access and anyone can join Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org keepers and prepare to accelerate.
5: Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads.
0: This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. To The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show.
1: And we are back. Thanks very much for staying with us today. Uh, once again, on The Open Door, we're talking about how to become an ascended master. And we're doing that with a toolbox that said what was formulated by Stephen Covey in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And it's not a surprise, probably, that these coincide quite nicely with the Ascended Master's teachings. In the last segment, um, habit number four was win-win. And this was to summarize, you know, it's generosity of spirit, It's avoid misunderstandings. Um, And if you see a problem from the other point of view, sometimes it makes it easier to understand where it's all going. You kind of work together for mutual benefit. Now, the next one is habit number five, seek first to understand rather than to be understood. Now, you know, how often have we been told but the power of sincere listening, of the of empathy, of heart. Um, when people feel heard, they're far more likely to respond in kind. And I think it's amazing how much good could be done with people who are willing to close their mouths and open their ears. <laughs> anyway, so this is habit number five, and um, we're going to be listening to an excerpt um, from the lecture that Elizabeth Clare Prophet gave on this entire subject here in a few minutes. But let's kind of explore this idea, you know, the the power of listening grace.
3: <clears throat> well, I'm telling you, Tom, you know, I, I, I was talking to somebody today about a situation with a, within a group and, you know, how they came in strong and heavy-handed and didn't do that. And then they, they you know, they were couldn't understand why people reacted to that. And so, mm. you know, listening grace is, you know, that's the beginning of opening a conversation. I mean, when you think about it, it's life is really about the understanding of conversation and how you can actually reach people where they're at, be sensitive to where they're at, listen to where they're at. You know, the world is hungry for that. We see it all the time. They want this understanding oh, yeah. of how to better communicate. Why do we have so much conflict in the world? Because people haven't figured out this formula. <laughs> they haven't figured out this formula, That's whether right. it happens to be, you know, the civil wars that are taking place in various parts, you know, issues having to do with, with fundamentalism, you know, disagreements in theology, religion, whatever the case might be. And some of the most horrific things you've seen is where there hasn't been this openness to understand, you know, and have this, you know, to see where your fellow man is rather you just simply kill them because they don't agree with you. That's the extreme of it.
1: How often have you seen, have we seen two people having a discussion It doesn't even have to appear to be an argument, but their arms are folded. They have basically, shut themselves off. They're they're protecting themselves from your point of view. They are so invested in what they believe and what they see that they don't have the willingness, much less the ability to hear you. So if that table could be turned, and this is an obvious thing to say, but nonetheless, what you're amplifying what you were saying a moment ago, David, is that the world would be a much better place if people did listen and really attempt to understand rather than stand on firm on their own beliefs with, with, with no alternative.
3: Well, one of the great principles of the path is, you know, that the thing that you object the most in others is the thing that's on un, What unreasoned. you see in others is yeah, within yourself. Within yourself. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for that. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. It's really true. And, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, with some of the tools here today and some of the, the simple keys that we give, it will encourage those who are listening to the show to recognize that if you can grasp some of these things, it can help you tremendously in reducing some of the stress And the the confrontation and the kinds of things that can make life incredibly difficult, whether it happens to be in the workplace, you know, in your church or wherever the case might be. And this is the beginning of self-mastery. Self-mastery is about evaluating the self and recognizing Mm -hmm. the things that you're doing that are a burden to others. And I love the simplicity of what Covey is is sharing here because these are the, you know, this is like –
1: First steps, one oh one. I know. You
3: know that you can apply to you know to changing you know how you how you interface with the world.
1: Well, you know, we go back to what we said at the top of the show that, in large part, effort, practice, these things don't just happen. You've got to make a conscious effort, a conscious choice to do them. So, if you start someplace, make one decision that's different than what you would normally make. Okay, in this moment, I choose to listen. I'm going to give you the benefit of my heart opening to your ideas and I'm going to stand here and I'm not going to be waiting to so I can st- step in and say what I want to say next.
3: Yeah.
1: I'm going to I'm going to be graceful and I'm going to be generous and I'm going to be willing to work with you rather than against you so it, as he said it becomes cooperative not competitive.
3: Well the, the the wonderful thing is that there's so many great examples of that happening. There's so many great examples of the of good outcomes because people chose to do that. And so the test for everyone out there, you know, make that decision decide you're going to stop talking decide you're going to start listening decide you're going to be non non judgmental and if you're not sure how to do that you know well, there are references and people that can help you with that yeah so, and you can train yourself to say well well,
2: tell me what it is that is is of a concern to you yeah you know, i mean just a simple statement like that a question like that or what what is it that i'm doing and mean that, it. that 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 bothers you or yeah. what what about me can can i change maybe that's, that's real listening.
1: And you can't fake sincerity. You've no. got to be authentic. You've got to be sincere. You've got to mean it. Right. Well, on that note, let's listen to this next excerpt from Elizabeth Clare Prophet talking about habit number five, seek first to understand. Here we go.
6: Habit five, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Sounds like the prayer of St. Francis. Covey introduces Habit 5 with the following story. Suppose you've been having trouble with your eyes, and you decide to go to the optometrist for help. After briefly listening to your complaint, he takes off his glasses and hands them to you. Put these on, he says. I've worn this pair of glasses for 10 years now, and they've really helped me. I have an extra pair at home. You can wear these. So you put them on, and it only makes the problem worse. This is terrible, you exclaim. I can't see a thing. Well, what's wrong, he asks. They work great for me. Try harder. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying, you insist. Everything is a blur. Well, what's the matter with you? Think positively. (laughs) Okay, I positively can't see a thing. (laughs) are you ungrateful (laughs) and after all I've done to help you? (laughs) Covey asks, what are the chances you'd go back to that optometrist the next time you needed help? Not very good. You don't have much confidence in someone who doesn't diagnose before he or she prescribes. But how often do we diagnose before we prescribe in communication? How often do we prescribe our own glasses for everyone with whom we interact? Now, isn't that a cardinal sin? There is no one here who has not done that at least once, if not a thousand times. We do tend to see through our own eyeglasses. Habit five, seek first to understand, then to be understood entails principles of empathic communication, empathy, feeling, understanding where the other person is. According to Covey, the single most important principle in interpersonal relations is this, seek first to understand, then to be understood. People want to be understood. They will come and talk with you because they believe that you have a listening ear and that you have the capacity to understand them. Isn't it true, don't you pick a friend who you think will understand and identify with your problem and then go and tell that friend about it? That's what we do. So this involves empathic listening, listening with empathy, listening with a desire to put yourself in this person's place. When you can feel where the person is, then you can help him at that place. And you need to let him talk and talk and talk until you find out exactly where he is. Where is he coming from? Put yourself in that place and then attempt gently, with professional expertise if you have it, with love, to lead him by the hand out of the trap that he's placed himself in, the psychological trap the victimized trap, whatever has caused him to be helpless in that position. Covey writes, the essence of empathic listening is not that you agree with someone, it's that you fully, deeply understand that person. Nothing will be taken from you. You will not be robbed if you allow yourself to understand someone and yet still disagree with them. You listen with your ears, but you also listen with your eyes and with your heart. Empathic listening requires a fundamental security on your part. You have to be secure in yourself because really listening, by really listening you open up yourself to being influenced by others. You can be carried away in a flood of tears flowing from someone else. If you are secure in the bedrock of your own reality, you can understand and allow yourself to enter someone's world without descending to that level. You can be strong to help them out of it with empathy. Covey says that habits one, two, and three help you identify your changeless, inner core, the principal center, that point of that sun center of the solar plexus, the seat of the soul. And from that principal center, you can handle the more outward vulnerability with peace and strength. Remember the first three habits are be proactive, begin with the end in mind, and put first things first. These help you identify your changeless inner core, the principal center, from which you can handle the more outward vulnerability with peace and strength. When you have an accurate understanding of the problems and issues, then seek to be understood. Present your own ideas clearly, specifically, and in the context of the concerns and paradigms of the other person. Put it to him in his terms terms that he can understand. This approach increases the credibility of your ideas, and everyone benefits. Know your audience. Speak to them from where they are instead of from where you are. When we really understand each other, we open the door to creative win-win solutions. Potential problems can be nipped in the bud. Our differences are no longer stumbling blocks to communication and progress. Instead, they become the stepping stones to synergy.
1: Uh, that's an amazing point, isn't it? That when we sincerely listen, we have the power to turn stumbling blocks into stepping stones. If there's more to come, please stay with us.
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change.
5: Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the ascended masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. To The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at
1: tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And once again, thank you for staying with us on The Open Door. Today, we are talking about how to become an Ascended Master, again, using the seven habits of highly effective people, as formulated by Stephen Covey. And we're noting through the lens of the Ascended Master's teachings how equivalent these are to what we can do in our daily lives. We discuss off, off the, uh, during the break how how utterly simple these precepts and concepts really are. It doesn't take a lot to understand them. It's a matter of doing them. And uh, as we said earlier, too, this is a busy day for us because we're covering three habits. We've covered win-win. We've covered uh, seek to understand, then be understood. And the sixth habit is synergize, which is basically the essence of creative cooperation, so um, before we go to that excerpt, I do want to say thank you, I'll say it again, to David for being with us again. It's always a great pleasure to have you here. You're, you, you, You're so, very kind, Tom. Well, I <laughs> hey, it's deserved. I second me. the motion. I know, and I mean, I'm, I'm grateful. Also, I want to let you all know who are listening that if you want to go to our bookstore, because uh, we're talking about the Ascended Masters teachings, not any particular book in this case, but all 120 titles, um, you can go to tsl.org slash tell me more no spaces no hyphens tsl.org slash tell me more I'll repeat that again at the end of the show for so those they, of you who want to
2: write it down they'll see every book that's available
1: well we'll go to the bookstore yeah. every, every every book that's in print that's available through our bookstore both on the digital copies as well as the print oh that's copies. great anyway without any further ado we have one more excerpt to play for you it's a short one about four and a half minutes but here it is
6: Habit 6 Synergize, S-Y-N-E-R-G-I-Z-E, synergize. Synergy in communication is based on principles of creative cooperation. In simple terms, synergy means that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. That's the principle of Napoleon Hill's Mastermind Alliance. You take seven people apart, And they only are seven ones. You put seven people together in a mastermind alliance with their causal bodies, their inner Christ, their souls, their outer momentum and development, and they multiply one another. And you have an infinite capacity to tap the resources of the mind of God. So that's synergy. Communicating synergistically means simply opening your mind and heart in expressions to new possibilities, new alternatives, new options. Kavi says that the key to interpersonal synergy is intrapersonal synergy, that is synergy within ourselves. This occurs when a person has access to both the intuitive, creative, visual right brain and the analytical, logical, verbal left brain. Valuing the mental, emotional, and psychological differences between people is the essence of synergy. Valuing the differences. If two people who value each other and each other's perceptions see things differently, they want to understand. They strive to see what the other one sees. They value the difference. This increases awareness and affirms the other person creating an environment for synergy. Synergy is teamwork, team building, the development of unity and creativity with others. When you see only two alternatives, yours and the wrong one, you can look for a synergistic third alternative. There's almost always a third alternative. And if you work with a win-win philosophy and really seek to understand, you usually can find a solution that will be better for everyone concerned. Synergy opens up the possibilities for truly significant gain in creativity and cooperation. Covey tells the story of David Lilienthal and the Atomic Energy Commission to exemplify this point. After World War II, the United States commissioned David Lilienthal to head the new Atomic Energy Commission. Lilienthal brought together a group of people who were highly influential, celebrities in their own right, disciples, as it were, of their own frames of reference. This very diverse group of individuals had an extremely heavy agenda, and they were impatient to get at it. In addition, the press was pushing them. But Lilienthal took several weeks to create a rapport among the group's members. He had these people get to know each other, their interests, their hopes, their goals, their concerns, their backgrounds, their frames of reference. In a word, their paradigms. He facilitated the kind of human interaction that creates a great bonding between people. And he was heavily criticized for taking the time to do it because it wasn't efficient. But the net result was that this group became closely knit together, very open with each other, very creative and synergistic. The respect among the members of the Commission was so high that if there was disagreement instead of opposition and defense, there was a genuine effort to understand. The attitude was, if a person of your intelligence and competence and commitment disagrees with me, then there must be something to your disagreement that I don't understand, and I need to understand it. If you have a perspective, a frame of reference, I need to look at it. Non protected interaction developed, and an unusual culture was born.
1: Isn't that amazing?
2: <laughs> it really is. It's a perfect example of, of oh how, it, how this can work.
1: Well, you know, I think that the point was made at the beginning of that excerpt, which was that, uh, you know, working together, we have the capacity to tap the resource of the mind of God. You know, that's a powerful incentive. I'll tell you one of the
3: great examples of this is Facebook. Oh, yes, if you right. think about these young young souls that got together to create Facebook, this is exactly what what, uh, what
1: they wanted to do. Zuckerberg did, you know, he
3: got everybody together in a room and they they sometimes would stay up all night, you know, having snacks, coffee, donuts, whatever. and they would come <laughs> together with all these different ideas. and he left the door open, you know, and he has I mean, look what he created in right. terms of social media. It's really quite astounding.
1: actually, that's a very good example. yeah. You know, I think the creative cooperation is not a concept that's hard to understand. Again, like the others we've talked about, it may be harder to to do, but you can do it. Make the effort.
3: Well, look look what the the main key out of this, especially with the example, you know, of of the guys working on the nuclear projects. You know, (laughs) if if he had not have done that, they might have never even succeeded.
1: Where would we be? That's
3: a great great lesson. It's a great lesson.
1: Well, you know, this show has just kind of gone by so fast. They all do. And I want to kind of go back just really quick to summarize where we've been today, because this has been quite a lot of content. Um, We're talking about the seven habits of highly effective people. We've covered six of them now. Next week, number seven, which is sharpen the saw. I think you probably know what that means. But today was (laughs) win-win, which is, you know, clarify your intentions and objectives and be generous. Seek first to understand, you know, have sincere empathy and truly listen. And to synergize, which is the essence of creative cooperation, and be open to new perspectives and new ideas. It doesn't have to be codified, it has to be, you know, just be flexible.
3: I think the thing that really came to mind when I was listening to these three different uh, chapters really, this is just reflects on how the universal Christ works. All of this is designed to help, you know, souls find this oneness with the universal Christ, the mind of God, and by making a determination to follow this constructive, framework that will help you become a better person in your service and your sacred labor. It really does help you tie into the mind of God because you really can only be behold what you've become in this path. And so that to me really is one of the major keys.
1: Indeed. I, mean, I think very well said, and that brings us back full circle to self mastery, which is how we started the program and why we want to become an ascended master. <laughs> so we're done. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so and I, I, I promise to give you this, uh, this link again to our, our bookstore, our online bookstore. TSL.org slash tell me more. No spaces, no hyphens. TSL.org slash tell me more. And if you want, to, you want to tell us more, how can you do it?
2: Well, you can contact <laughs> us at webradio at TSL.org. Webradio at TSL.org.
1: I want to thank David again, David Dry, for being with us today. Uh, we look forward to you being back again many times, we hope. Thank you so much, Tom. This has been a pleasure, you, David. It always is. It's, yes. a, it's a joyful path. And though the We're upper,
2: shaking hands. You can't see it, but we're shaking
1: hands. Oh, yeah. That, I'll do the Marcel Marceau version. Of <laughs> um, though the upper path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain. On Voice America's 7th Wave channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.